This is Neon Cauldron with Elise Osborne. They're gonna hear the text. This is Neon Cauldron with Elise Osborne, which I'm sure you expected. Um, and here I am at Echo Park Lake with Revan, aka Cosmic Alignment, who is an astrologer in Los Angeles. Hello. What up? So you recently did something, I think you posted either today or yesterday, about a, a, a square in the sky, a grand, was it a grand trine? What's up with, what's up with the crosses and the trines and the squares? I'm not saying this right, but I hope you know what I'm talking about. And I think you're more educated about it than I am. Um, the latest post was regarding a grand water trine. So I think that that might be what you're referring to. It is. Um, so what does that mean? What does that mean? So the aspects between planets, you can consider them like relationships between planets. Consider all the planets like actors up on the stage. Depending on their, on their sign positions, they're either getting along with each other or not. And to see the sun in Scorpio, a water element sign, the north node in Cancer, a water element sign, to see Chiron retrograde in Pisces, another water element sign, all within the 28th, 27th degree, makes this sharp, exact triangle up in the cosmos. So literally the water signs are being activated by this large triangle formed by the sun, Chiron, and the north node. What these trines represent is basically harmonious synergy between these functions that the planets represent. So their functions are just working harmoniously together and supporting each other in the water element. So um, the way that I would interpret that, and um, I'm going to go through because I'm not an expert at astrology, but this is the way I hear that. So water is um, in tarot and other disciplines is the suit of emotion, subconscious, love, feelings. Um, the, the irrational self, which isn't a, a, a um, put down, it's just like the emotional self, you know, so it may make less sense. But the sun is wherever there's illumination, the things that we all know and have to deal with. North node, I feel like is like the soul's path and where we're evolving, along with the Chiron, which is the wounded healer. So the triad of that in water would be to me, maybe making some realizations about our emotional selves and um, healing parts of ourselves that are maybe um, interested in subconscious uh, behaviors and impulses and maybe like we're collectively healing and evolving together in the sort of um, emotional space where all of our compulsions live. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense and you, you get it. I mean. I, I learn and I study and I practice astrology doesn't make me more of an expert than you. We all use these universal symbols and you got it. But something I'll add is to consider the context. So we just came, we're just coming out of Scorpio season and Mercury was in Scorpio, Venus was in Scorpio, Jupiter was in Scorpio, the sun was in Scorpio. Oh. You got 40% of the planets in Scorpio. Plus right before then we had this like eclipse season. So there's been a lot of like heaviness a lot of confrontations a lot of you know just exposing our own darkness exposing things that don't work for ourselves anymore so this yeah. this harmony coming at the end like you said with these healing with this healing archetype of chiron with this evolutionary path of the north node in the feelings in the water in the emotional body 
it's just reflecting the harmony that we've reached. It's like at the tail end of this heaviness of Scorpio transportation, we're being, you know, uplifted. We're being healed. There's a certain healing and uplifting. And I think we're all collectively feeling this lighter body, this lighter feeling inside of us. And that's, that I feel reflects this grand shrine between the sun, like you said, kind of like actualizing our own Dharma in, in terms of embodying a healer. You know, through all this emotional healing that we've done, now we we're moving into this position. Yeah, I think that um, a, vis- a visualization I was getting while you're talking about that is imagining some sort of like infected, tumorous organ, um, our heart, <laughs> um, and all that Scorpio shit that was happening. I feel like we had no choice but to have intense nightmares, have like old past lovers like enter our minds or our lives. And reflecting and maybe seeing the reality of why that hurts and actually having the humility to clear away some attachments and take a different approach to accountability around it. And now we're passing through where we've done a lot of the um, the infection clearing and now we're like starting to heal enough to see what's next and like what we need to keep growing. Exactly. You get it. Remember, Scorpio, the reason why Scorpio is all about evolution and transmutation is because in Scorpio, we face our own personal limitations and what doesn't work. We hit the rock bottom. And at that point, we just want to grow and evolve from there. And yeah, we pretty much get it. <laughs> Scorpios are hilarious for that reason, too, because I don't want to get into sun sign Scorpios. So if you're a sun sign Scorpio listening, like, I think that that just means everything we're ta- we're talking about in Scorpio is this is your this is your day to day path in dealing with all of your deeper darker issues and it will weigh on you until you are able to let go and transcend. Um, but there's Scorpio throughout your you know any any one of your houses or planets could be in Scorpio, and also um, we're collectively experiencing Scorpio as you know the stars change from year to year. Um, so I, w- I wouldn't, I just want to make sure people are listening who are a little bit familiar with astrology and maybe not as much the placements that Scorpio is sort of universal and it affects all of us in some way. Um, well, so I want to say like a little bit more about that. Like each sign is an evolutionary phase that we all go through. We all go through every, every evolutionary phase of every single zodiac sign. So yeah, yeah you're a Leo or yeah, you're a Scorpio, but you are all the other signs which are really just evolutionary lessons that we go through and phases that we go through in the cycle of life. Would you say our sun sign was our ego, our, our life lesson? No, I wouldn't <laughs> say that. No, what? Okay. what? Next question. No, yeah. Um, so <laughs> there's, um, there's something that I'm really fascinated by, and I don't know if it's called um, a grand cross um, or when all of the fixed signs... Um, line up in a certain way when planets are activated in the fixed signs or cardinal cross do you know what i'm talking about yeah i think you're talking about when there's planets that are placed in each of the elements in the same quality so either yeah one fire one air one water one earth in cardinal quality signs or in the fixed quality signs or in the um, mutable signs exactly so that's what you're referring to right yeah and um so right now, is there something going on with the fixed signs? Uh, with the fixed signs, no. There was, 
a grand cross between Venus in Scorpio, Uranus in Taurus, and the lunar nodes when they were in Leo and Aquarius. Those were the fixed signs. But since the lunar nodes have shifted to Cancer Capricorn, their cardinal, and Venus into Libra and Uranus into Aries, now it's a, a grand cross in the cardinal signs. Okay, so um, when that happens in the sky, let's say in the fixed signs, um, what does that mean for us collectively, do you think? The Grand Cross, you got to remember that like it's almost like a compass. It's like an energy heading four different directions. And the reason why they're quote-unquote squaring each other, forming 90 degrees between each other, every single planet, is because they orientate and express themselves differently. You know, one would be, for example, you have Venus and Libra, air, very intellectual friendships, interdynamics. Then you have at the other end, the lunar nodes, you know, the lunar node of, of Cancer and the North Node, that's water. So they're not so much that they don't get along as much as they express themselves differently. So whenever there's the grand cross in the cardinal signs, there's dynamic activity because each of the elements is being activated by the most active sign. And it's almost like a very dynamic force. It's restlessness. It's activity within. You got to find some type of expression. And of course, you got to look at what planets are covered, what other aspects are created to create a specific interpretation. But that's the main idea. Activity on four different directions, just dynamic activity, not emotional or just fiery, active or just intellectual or grounded. It's all four. It's, it's just very active and dynamic in fixed Whenever you, it depends. I mean, if you have a natal chart and you see a fixed card, a fixed grand cross, there's a lot of, you can say, stubbornness and a fixed will. Yeah. Because these four angles create what we call in astrology squares, which are tensions, life lessons, things to overcome, things to alleviate. And so in the fixed signs, each one of those signs Taurus, Aquarius, Scorpio, which one am I missing? Uh, Aquarius, uh, Leo, Leo. Leo. They're all very stubborn and fixed, and they want it their own way. So that'll be a lot more difficult to, uh, to I don't know, to alleviate and to find uh, a healthy expression for. And then in the mutable, that's a lot more flexible. But again, it's it's dynamic like the cardinal in that it activates all four elements, all four different functions within our consciousness. But it's a lot more adaptable and mercurial in nature and that it can just take on the nature of whatever planets and houses it takes on. Okay. I do have a crumb of history information about a cardinal cross and um, Martin Luther, you know, tacking up all his little complaints all over the church doors and um, during a cardinal cross was um, the, the birth of Protestantism and the fracture away from uh, Catholicism or Christianity as it was known. So I, I always, since I heard that years ago, I've always been interested in um, bigger picture movements that happen during what, you know, Cardinal Cross, because Cardinal is um, the method of um, starting new things, like putting yourself out there in a new way um, and something brand new that changed the world happened during a Cardinal Cross. I, I wonder, I always wonder when there are like a fixed cross, um, or what you'd say, a grand cross, or a mutable cross, like what does that mean collectively? Um, so I guess a mutable cross might be that people are more flexible and understanding, 
um, as opposed to just going out and being rebels and like in a cardinal. And it makes me really curious about what a fixed cross would mean. Like maybe this is a good time to like establish and sustain something like a good time to make contracts or um, lay the foundation of a house or something. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, activating the four elements, you got to think almost like in terms of a magician. When the magician manifests, he uses all four elements. So whether it's a cardinal, fixed, or mutable grand cross, it's it's like working with the four elements, but in a different plane. I feel like cardinal, it's more an activity. Things change, things move. And fixed, it might have to do more with breaking up old patterns or, you know, just being fixed on your priorities. You know. That's a that's a good point. Um, so, how often does this happen? That crosses happen. You know what? I don't I don't know. I don't know, <laughs> but it doesn't seem like there's some schedule. Yeah. There's just it's, you know there's a flux going on upstairs. So. Yeah. You know what I wish I could go to is Have you seen the Dark Crystal? I don't know what you're talking about. You don't know what I'm what? <laughs> you, dark Crystal. You're no. wearing a Dark Crystal. You know this what I'm talking about. This is a Black Moonstone. <laughs> but, okay. okay, but um. Yeah, you know, Agra, she has this, um, so if you don't know what the Dark Crystal is, it's a Jim Henson's movie, uh, I don't know why I made him a plural, but anyway, it's, it's a, it's all about puppets and, um, these alien figures, and there's this character called Agra, and she has this amazing, um, home that has this sort of, um, planetary mechanique thing, so it's like all these planets are moving constantly, and it shows you sort of the clockwork of the stars, wouldn't that be amazing to go see that? Then you could yes. like predict. Dude, I feel like that's that's what I want to live. Like that's yeah. what I'm trying to do. Like get into the mind of the one of the one universal mind to see the inner workings of these yes. archetypical energies we all experience within. Well, I guess we gotta do some more psychedelics to get there, or work harder, or be the magician in the four elements. I'm down. Okay, so let's start a Kickstarter for that, and then. <laughs> Thank you so much for talking to me. Yeah, you got it. And thanks for listening. Bye, Neon Cauldron listeners. (laughs) I never know how to say goodbye, so I'm just going to stop.